You are listening to That Digital Show APAC, a business podcast presented by Google Cloud to help organizations innovate and grow value in the Asia-Pacific region. Hi, everyone. I'm Theo Davis, Regional Enablement Leader at Google Cloud JPAC. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. My name is Paris Tran. I'm a field sales at Google Cloud based in Singapore. Thank you for listening. Wella, 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 Paris. We have Wella School Systems based out of the Philippines, and we have the CEO and CCO joining us for the show today, Paris. It's going to be great. That is fantastic. I'm really jealous of you. I don't know for how many times now, but from what I know about the Wella School System, it's a game changer for how you manage you know, school reports, uh, payment, enrollment in schools, and I cannot wait to hear more about it. As my mother always taught me in Paris, they can take anything away from you, but they cannot take away your education. And this <laughs> is a great impact that Wella School Systems is making in the Philippines for the education system. And uh, really excited to talk to the brothers. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome, brothers John and Chris, CEO and CTO of Weller School Systems. Great to have you both on the show. Hi, hello, Theo. Hi, Theo. Great to have you. And in staying of the tradition of the show, I have a early question for you, which is, what was your latest digital download? App, podcast, document, game? <laughs> we'll go with any of them. I think it's an ebook about EOS. Entrepreneurial operating system that which we are wow. currently implementing in our company right now. Very academic of you. Yeah. I love that. Staying ahead of the tech, Chris. Uh, also, our uh, ebook. Uh, it's called "Let's Fix This Next." It's a great book uh, about business. Also, to how, what level are you now in the business, and you don't have to solve everything. You just solve a specific problem before you go to the level. Sometimes you will be overwhelmed by different kinds of problems. And that book will tell you to have this specific first solve this problem before going to other. Don't like extinguish everything. Solve first specific problem before everything will be okay. It's a very nice book. Brilliant. As brothers, do you actually switch books quite a lot or do you recommend ones to each other or are you off, off on different reading paths? Because I know me and my brother love completely different books, so I'm curious. Oh, we're almost the same, but me is more on the tech side. John is more on really in the execution. Me more on, I like more a layback, doing things, creating something, creating solutions like that. Yeah. If I was to guess, just from the books you mentioned, I would have said John's book is actually more of a, a technical or operational side, and Chris, yours is more of the executive or you know, the, the business <laughs> management. So that's quite interesting. Brilliant. Well, love to get into it and hear a bit about Weller School Systems. Could you just share maybe a bit of context of your industry for the audience who might not be so familiar with the Philippines and, and the education system there? Okay, so Wella School System is a end-to-end -end school management system. We provide online enrollment, online payment, online grading system, um, even classroom management system. And then it comes with a mobile application wherein parents and students can download it via App Store or Google Play. So it's available on both platforms wherein they can uh, easily view the announcements and uh, important information from the school 
that's how Wella is right now. But actually, it didn't started like how it is right now. We started on a simple problem from a group of teachers that uh, approached my brother, Chris, in the school where his children is studying. So they asked him, is there a way you can help us with to improve on releasing our report cards or processing it to make it easier? Because it took them months to release a report card because of so many students. So we, we told them, yeah, okay, we can try making an MVP. We made it for free for three months. Then if you think we have solved your problem from months to just days, you can release the grades already, then we can talk about the price. Nice start. Freemium yeah. model, yeah. <laughs> Give some to get some, yeah. Yeah, fortunately, we had three private schools, early adopters that time. Fortunately, they were happy about it. Here we are now, we have about 200 plus private schools all over the Philippines subscribed to Wella's platform. It's fantastic. What a nice start. I wonder, how did they know, Chris, to approach you? Were you already in, in the industry or how did, how did it come nah. I am not really in industry because I graduated in computer science in Xavier University here in Cagayan. One of my classmates also studying, his kids also studying in that school. So he knows that I'm really good in programming. <laughs> so they approached me to try to solve the problem. Wow, you owe him a beer then, I think, for <laughs> that one. <laughs> nice one. The name Wella School Systems, how did that come about out of uh, curiosity? It's actually, uh, that time, feminist names of, for apps is quite trending. Like we have Alexa, Siri, and those sorts of names. So we thought of Wella, sort of a feminist name as well. But it actually came from the Filipino word, Escuela, which is school. So he got the name Wella from Escuela. Escuela. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, also, I think, the same in Spanish as well, right? Obviously, a lot right. of other things yeah, right. comes from the exactly. Spanish. Yeah. So you had this problem as you were approached for there, Chris. Then it jumped to three schools. Was it like three schools at once? And, and what was the evolution to actually improve the experience of the learning community, if not just like the time reduction, which you mentioned, right, months to days? Yeah, um, there were three schools at the same time that we tried MVP with. So after we solved the time of them processing the grades, they then began uh, asking us for more features, like if we can do this for them. Uh, one was the RFID. It's for the attendance and security purposes of the students. Wherein the students uh, using their RFID, their ID, physical ID, they tap it in uh, one of our kiosks or device. It notifies the parent that their child is in and out of the school. That was the next uh, feature that we added in the whole school management system that we have right now. So that's how we do things in Wella. We ask feedback, we listen to our customers. We do that quarterly or every year end, and then we pick out the common need and then we start working on them. Brilliant. Customer centricity. I remember university, first year of university, the very early lecture, you know, like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., they would have that just for that lecture to check yeah. if anyone was coming to make it up uh, in the first part of the day. So you'd always try and skip those ones, skip those courses because they're like, what? That one? They got the 9 a.m. check-in? No, 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 no. I'll choose something else. So, wow, you have that across the board and, and that's brilliant. You're letting parents know and that, that peace of mind in this modern day and age. 
sometimes the market tells you what it wants, and then other times there are things that are not that feasible. How do you sort of draw the line? I'm, I'm just interested. It's more on uh, really, we test it first to free. It's like you said, it's more on a freemium side. And then we try to test it in one school. After that, we will ask if there is a value of that product that we're trying to give to them. And then we try to, first customer or users, we try to give our assumption of the payment, the subscription. And then from other school, we try to increase the subscription from time to time. Mm -hmm. So that's how we try to know that the product now has a value to the customer. I love that. So it's like obviously you, you start off with the basic and then presumably you get like your silver, the gold, the diamond, the platinum. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Brilliant. But it sounds really collaborative. You've got a lot of feedback. Obviously, technology is driving all of that. What, what other examples can you share about how you, you're scaling the business and perhaps some of those other key features that you have and how they came about? Okay. In technical side, we make sure that our platform will scale to have more users because there are times that the Wella platform has many users like uh, enrollment. We expect more users when they have an exam and also uh, processing grades. So we make sure that our platform would cater that process that needs to be to the platform, okay? in administering the exams, right? What needs the checklist, the attendance? Yeah. So we have to make sure that our platform and uh, infrastructure, it's really at par and can scale up. And then if there is no user naman, it can scale down also. And in the business side also, we partner with school organization. Most here in the Philippines, schools are under school organization. So what we need is we just, just convince the business, yung mga decision makers, and then after that, all the schools underneath them will get our platform. We don't need to go each of the school already. Makes perfect sense, right? It's interesting you're talking about that because my brother, who I mentioned earlier, worked in, for a while in, in selling into the educational schools. It's actually a, a, some kind of HR background screening product. So they could check all the teachers and you know, all the staff as people get, become more and more concerned about that. So yeah, same point, right? Why go for the sheep when you can when you can get the shepherd? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and the shepherd is the is the main decision maker. So you're obviously displaying value there. Presumably, you do your demonstration and your PPOCs if they have specific uh, requests. You do like a proof of concept. Yeah. So because each of the schools have different requirements. They also have different reports that they need. We make sure our platform can cater that. Even they can create their own reports, not needing our technical support, they can do that already. Uh, they can also add fields for their forms, the workflows, they can also do that by themselves, not needing us also. Lovely. So it's like a turnkey solution, but then if they need your support, it's also available as a, as a premium offering or something like that? Yeah, correct, correct. Brilliant. It's, it sounds very much like a design thinking process, right? You have this input from customers. It's quite dynamic. You're agile enough that you can make changes. Like, how do you see that going forward as you scale, for example? So what you said, design thinking is really important to us. It's more we empathize the users. We really focus first the users. 
what they need, what the use, what the student, what the teacher needs, what are the problems that the parents want to solve to address. So we create a simple solution to them. And then after that, we try to get feedback. And then after we get the feedback, it's just an iteration process. And it will grow, 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 and we will solve a lot of problems already. We will really know, don't know that we have really solved a big problem already by just iterating. It's really interesting you're saying that because that's obviously how Google has done many of our products to reach. I think it's now we have 9 billion user platforms. All of them had that same process, Chris, where you, you sort of ship first or launch first and then iterate on the smaller scale before you have the bigger launch, as you say. Yeah. Um, you didn't know that you really solved the big problem already by just solving the small problems. I love that. Yeah, that's brilliant. How do you continue with this customer first approach then? Is there a way you have competing needs from customers or do you find that they're all pretty much asking the same thing? Or is it like some of them have very niche asks? Like where's the line there? Okay, so what we did is we try to find what is common between each of our client. And then that's what we ship to become our core product. The one that is really niche, we charge a little bit higher to them. It's more on really an enterprise system. And then we get the common functions, the common solutions that the, the users need, and we make it a core system to our system. So it will be available to each of every one of our customers. And that's how you scale, makes perfect sense. So there's been a lot in the news recently about uh, chat GPT and now how exams will never be the same again. Are some of your customers already asking you, like, can you solve this chat GPT? Because I think for those that don't know, that means that this uh, AI can actually take any exam question, any essay question or any test question and like come up with the answer for someone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. We have our LMS, it's a learning management system. When pandemic comes, they request us uh, to have a plagiarism features. We'll detect that it was just copy-paste uh, content by the student. We're trying now to integrate also the chat GPT if this content is coming from chat GPT platform, because there are now solutions for that. I think we just need to connect the API for our platform also. Uh, because chat GPT now is really a sense of intelligence. You, you cannot sometimes see the difference of how it says sometimes it's really good. Yeah, I don't know. That's the problem. You have to know the answer to know if it's like 70% is good, but 30% is complete rubbish, right? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Someone posted on one of our internal chat groups um, just an exchange that they had with ChatGPT, and it was like, oh, uh, thank you for that answer to this uh, quadratic equation for my son's homework, but you made a mistake and you got the sign wrong. It should be positive, not negative. Oh. And then ChatGPT's response was, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, you're right. I made a mistake there. You're absolutely correct. In this case, <laughs> positive. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> they're, they're learning. I was impressed by ChatGPT, uh, how it really responds also. It's like creating the raw data and creating uh, more uh, conversational type of answer. Yeah, obviously I get the previous bit, right, where you can detect plagiarism, but I suppose the question I had was, because ChatGPT seems to generate the answer fresh each time, how would you detect that? But is there also some kind of watermark being built into ChatGPT so you can detect the watermark or something like that? 
I think there are now APRs already for ChatGPT to detect that's coming from them. Mm -hmm. uh, Stack Overflow is implementing that one because a lot of reply from Chat Stack Overflow is coming from the ChatGPT and they don't want that. So yes. they have now technology can now detect it's coming from ChatGPT. Mm. So maybe we could also try to integrate that in our platform also. I'm sure you will. I'm sure your customers will be asking about that in no time, <laughs> yeah. if not already. And that's really leading us nicely into the future, right? How does the future of education look from your perspective? How do you see the industry evolving and your clients? It's going to be more and more paperless. Schools will be more efficient with their operations. Uh, less steps to, let's say, for example, enrollment schools uh, as so many documents for you to submit, for you to enroll, it will be lessened uh, into a few steps. So that's uh, much of the operation or the back-end side of the school. They will be more efficient. For them uh, to focus more what this important, right, which is to teach and to uh, improve learning experience. Furthermore, uh, we think that it will be more of analytics or analysis in both non-cognitive and cognitive learning. Because right now we are just dealing with data, data, but we are not really making use of it, so much of it. In the near future is more of utilizing this data for us to improve the education or the teaching process of our teachers and how the students feel about their class so we can improve the learning or education environment. So EdTech is really growing, especially when pandemic hit. Uh, schools realize that with these tools, they can be more to how they were before. Before schools, they were like, uh, nah, we're, just, we're fine, how we do things. They didn't know that uh, with these tools, they can perform more and accommodate more with uh, utilizing these tools. I love that. Bigger, better, faster, more, especially as we go into the future of EdTech. From your perspective, how do you fit in with that plan as schools transform, as the needs change, as you said, right, paperless and this digital transformation happening across EdTech? How do you see your role there as you expand? So as we expand, we will continuously innovate, improve our services to enhance school operations because that's our main goal in Wella, to improve the processes of each department in the school. We will then uh, add more features like uh, from the data that we're getting, getting from each uh, department, we will be able to come up with smart analysis on how the school is really working. And then we can also compare the data from the years before and then we can also project how their school will be performing in the next years. So that's the future and uh, innovation that we are looking forward uh, for our schools. What I'm really excited of what we are doing now is in our time when we are in school, teacher expected the same level of intelligence in each student, correct? So they give up the same content, the same quizzes. So now what we're trying to get now is we want to target for each student. What are the needs for this kind of specific student? He is really good in creativity. This one is really good in IQ. It's more intelligent. So we have now the data of that, and then we can now let empower the educator what we can give to each individual student. It's not really uh, linear already. 
Okay, it would be a different kind of teaching for each of the students. I hope that we can achieve that also. That's what I really passion about in our platform. What we yes. want to really achieve. That's so fantastic. The more specific, the more terrific. And I, I think in talking about all this, there's something that my mother used to say when I was growing up. She said, Theo, they can take anything away from you, but they can never take away your education. And yeah, I, love, exactly. I love that you you both and Wellers is really making an impact there in, in the Philippines, one of my favorite countries to visit. Uh, have, you so been, have you visited here? I have yeah. a, a few times, actually. Uh, wow. In fact, I did my diving basic uh, qualification, Paddy, in in Palawan. Oh, a nice place. It's a very nice place. Palawan is very good. Absolutely. Very yeah. One of the one of the top 10 islands in the world, I think, or the beaches, certainly. Beautiful country. I love adobo. I love the culture. It's so friendly, so open, so giving. And that really comes across, I think, even in your way of your route to market, right? Just as you shared about how you give first, you let the market uh, see what people need, and then you iterate. I think that's just so powerful. I applaud both of you and, and the fab work that uh, Weller School Systems is doing. And great to hear about your plans and uh, exciting future indeed. Wow, yeah. It's nice to be here also, Theo. <laughs> Thanks for joining, Chris. Take care, John. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye. Well, that was fantastic. I was blown away by all the success and achievement that Wella School System uh, has done until this point. And I cannot wait for them to do even more. So great, right, Paris? Like, just randomly targeted by your school. Imagine being a parent and the school come up to you and say, hey, would you mind uh, sorting out? I mean, no one likes report cards anyway, <laughs> especially when they're three, four months late. So uh, John and Chris just fixed this problem out of the blue for the school, and suddenly they've got a thriving business. What a great story. Destiny is calling the Field Brothers, I, I feel. And I love the freemium approach that they have as well. Very smart. Give some to get some. Such a great principle in life, right, Paris? Well, that's it for today. Well, we're still missing something. I would not end this before we get there, though. Oh, have you got something up your sleeve for us, Paris? I'm not sure if you are ready for this today, Will. I'm never ready for your bad jokes, Paris. So <laughs> if you have to crack one, I'll like try to cover my ears and then and be polite. Okay, I have one. All right. It's actually cloud-related. Ooh. What does a cloud wear under his raincoat? Oh. Cloud armor? That's a good, uh, <laughs> that's a good cloud product. <laughs> but let me remind you, this is a bad joke segment. Uh, sorry, that was too good, yeah? Off that the was cup. too good. That was too good. The answer is underwear. Thunderwear. Oh, boom, boom. Boom, boom, indeed, with that thunderously bad joke, Paris. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, or indeed a bad cloud joke, do connect us with us on social media and join us next episode as we explore another thought leadership topic on that digital show. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone.